Welcome to AIM Hometown Innovations Podcast. This podcast is designed to offer insights, best practices, and innovative solutions for the challenges facing Hoosier cities and towns. Each edition will offer ideas and inspiration while showcasing the talent and commitment of Indiana's local leaders. Enjoy the program. Hi, I'm Matt Greller with AIM. Welcome to AIM Hometown Innovations Podcast. Our guest today, among her many other accomplishments, is the first secretary and CEO of the Indiana Destination Development Corporation, the IDDC, Elaine Beadle. Elaine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Happy New Year and all that good stuff. We'll jump right in. Um, you know, I was looking at your, your website not too long ago and but one thing that that I think is really interesting and really liked what it said, it says, you know, Indiana, you know, that the IDDC is focused on making Indiana a great place to live and visit and to learn and earn. Uh, it's a great way to describe it. Uh, I'm guessing you had a lot to do with that moniker, if, I, if I'm guessing correctly. But just uh, maybe talk a little bit about that, but maybe more importantly, what is the IDDC? What's your mission? And what are we trying to accomplish? Well, great. Thanks, Matt. I really do appreciate being able to to share this time with you and to talk to all of your members, uh, because I think a lot of what we do really does impact them directly. But as you mentioned, the Indiana Destination Development Corporation, just as a little bit of background and history, uh, came into being with legislation in 2019. And uh, the idea was uh, to figure out what we should be doing with, at that point, tourism. How do we bring visitors here? And so um, the recommendation from a task force that had been created was to create a quasi-government entity, uh, the Indiana Destination Development Corporation. That legislation was passed in 2019 with the idea of the IDDC replace the Indiana Office of Tourism Development. And I think that um, all of that was good, except the governor sort of expanded the mission and said, you know, it's, it's, it's important to bring in visitors, but let's use that same quality of life, quality of life, place story to be able to help attract talent to the state of Indiana, to fill those jobs that we have, and then to look at working with colleges and universities to figure out how can we, again, expose those students as they graduate to Indiana so that they might think of, of staying here and, and the talent that they just earned through their, their, their degrees stay here and, and work as well. So, you know, it's attract visitors, uh, retain and attract talent and retain graduates is kind of what our broad mission has, has been. And so we've spent uh, a lot of time trying to figure out how we can, can use that story, tell it as often as we can and, and get it out there and, and accomplish those goals. And, you know, we were fortunate last year to get a, a larger budget in that session so that we can do a little bit more. Otherwise we had inherited what the Indiana Office of Tourism had, and that was about 4.7 million. So now we have 20 million. So we can really try and expand, you know, and market more uh, regionally outside of the state, but still regionally. And then hopefully if we do well with that, we can kind of move forward and have more funding to even do a little more targeted national promotion. That's, that's great stuff. I appreciate the, the overview. Um, you mentioned it a few times in your remarks already, the quality of place, quality uh, place-based right. development things, attracting talent. Uh, obviously, you're focused on that. We're focused on that. The governor mm -hmm. is focused. Uh, it's it's not a new thing anymore. It's a sort of a, a way of, of being. One of the programs, I guess, for lack of a better description, was 
a mural program that the agency, your agency, uh, had last year in 2023. And, you know, when you're driving around the cities to towns all over the state, I, I'm not sure I would have ever classified myself as a an art aficionado, uh, if you will. But anytime I go into a community and I see a mural, I wonder why it's there, what it's about, um, why does it mean so much to the community? Uh, so I think your program has been really good, really interesting uh, to take a look at what's been done already. And I think it makes people feel, you know, at home uh, and, and a sense of place. Absolutely. We did the first mural um, grant program uh, two years ago in, in 22. And what we did there is we asked people to give us, you know, pick an artist, a local artist, pick a place, have a place to put it and uh, and and use some kind of art to really uh, have an expression of what that community is about. And we had some great ones. What we asked is for that they use our new messaging. So every mural had to have in Indiana, maybe with whatever headline they had, like visit Madison in Indiana, or um, you know whatever they wanted to use with that mural, but to put in Indiana on it. Because if you remember, that was kind of our new messaging that we got out in June of 2022. Uh, we announced that through a press conference. And what we were trying to do is provide an identifier and really ask every entity out there, municipalities and associations and businesses to figure out how to use in Indiana with whatever headline, no more taglines, no wander Indiana, no start your engines. We want, wanted to do something where everyone could benefit from, everyone could link into and complement what they were already doing. Uh, so, you know, um, colleges, for example, you know, uh, find your advantage was something that Indiana State did or, um, um, uh, you know, many tourism, for tourism ourselves, we use more to discover in Indiana. So make it work for you. Again, whatever you are, the business, the company, whatever, and um, uh, and put that on the mural as well. And so we had about 40 in that first round, and then we did it in 2023 as well and had about another 30-some that we have out there. So we have a good number of uh, murals out there that are that are um, you know host, hosting the In Indiana branding along with their, their headline, and they're beautiful. They really reflect what's... Uh, What's fun and maybe whimsical in some cases. Sometimes it's it's just talking about what what the city is doing or what the the region has to offer. So uh, it's been real fun to watch and the creativity that's come out of those. Elaine, I won't make you uh, pick your favorite one that you've seen mm -hmm. around. The city. I don't want to play favorites here, of course. They're all great, but uh, any interesting murals that caught your eye that were maybe a little different than others. Oh, they, really, they all are unique and different. And that's that's the beauty of the whole program. But um, uh, Grand Park, <clears throat> who you're probably familiar with up in Westfield and all the sporting, they actually have on um, one of their, their dugouts on a baseball field, Champions Are Made in Indiana. And it's a great place for a team photo, you know, when they win the championship or things like that. And um, so I, I think that was a good one. Um, uh, Santa Claus, Indiana has some really great round, great ones around Santa Claus and that type of thing. Um, uh, Indiana is sweet uh, or sweetness. I forget. Sweet is the treat in Indiana is, is on a concession stand down in Holiday World. So people have been really, uh, as I mentioned, pretty, uh, pretty creative in how they used it. Um, we are pleased that we had another program for placemaking just this last year and we have it going again right now and I'll tell you about that as well but 
Um, we have our first water tower, Visit Madison in Indiana. So it's really great to have that on a water tower and we're encouraging people to think big, have cities and, and, and communities think big about how they can, they can use the in Indiana to do some things that really sets them apart. Uh, but we do have two grants going right now. And it's not necessarily just for uh, outdoor art like the mural programs had been, but one is placemaking. So any kind of major signage like that or uh, um, something that really defines where, where someone is, and it could just be an entryway uh, that, that, again, that a municipality wants to do. But we get $25,000, um, and it's, it's a matching $25,000 to the entity to, to be able to use that. The second grant is bigger than that. It's really destination development. And we did those several years ago. So we're kind of back to, to, to doing that again, where we'll go up to $250,000 matching um, on bigger destination development kind of projects. Um, in the past, we've done some things around uh, museums, adding a new exhibit for a museum, uh, or with a zoo, adding a new exhibit area for a zoo. So those kinds of things are what that destination uh, development grant can be used for. So the deadline is February 1st. So if anybody's out there thinking about them, you know, I know we've got a lot of people ready to, to get those applications in by that deadline. Great, we've, we've been pushing that out to our members as well. So that's oh, great good. to talk about that. Good. Uh, Lane, you know, prior to coming to the state government world of things back in 2017, I think you were pretty involved in finance. I know you were. You, uh, You've got a book on personal finance that's still out there if anybody's looking to, to brush up on their personal finances. But when you're you're making the case on why it's important to invest in, a, in, invest in the Destination Development Corporation and visit Indiana and all the things we've uh -huh. been talking about, you know, you've, I'm sure, landed in your comfort zone a little bit, right? You know, it's important to invest in things like this. Uh, how do you make the parallel between the two? Obviously, you've had a great uh, amount of success here recently in increasing the budget for the IDDC that we just talked about earlier. So what are the parallels between those two parts of your life? Well, it's kind of interesting. Um, yes, the investment world, the financial planning investments that my firm is is uh, is, um, is a deep in, deep in, in deep history. We've had 35 years that business has been in existence. So it's been, it was a fun business. It's one of those that a lot of, um, separation anxiety when I came to working for the state after the governor made his appointment in 2017, but uh, it's been very interesting. And there are some parallels. I mean, one of the important things when you're working with clients and their money is to turn, show them a return on investment. And I felt like we needed to do that to be able to convince the um, legislature to increase our, our, um, uh, our funds to show that we could get a positive return. And it's so important that Indiana at this point in time start doing that type of promotion, telling our story, getting it out there, because if we don't, we're gonna be sitting here in 10 years wondering why does anyone not know anything about Indiana yet? And we need to really get our story out there. So we were fortunate in 2022 that we got some funding from the EDA and the Economic Development Agency on the federal level. It was money to help the tourism industry recover, leisure and hospitality recover from the pandemic. And so we we were allocated 5.6 million. We still had to do the application, but by formula based on um, our leisure and hospitality contribution to GDP, as well as our, our um, 
uh, workforce in GDP was how they came up with 5.6 million. We used 1.9 million to do a spring summer campaign in Chicago, St. Louis and Louisville with the idea that we are going to do everything we would do in that area, be it print, video, digital, et cetera, and then measure the results. And so we had um, Longwoods International, a well-known company that does this type of, of return on investment analysis, do the analysis after the fact. And for every dollar we spent, we got six new tax dollars for the state of Indiana. So what that means is that you know, people came here because they saw our ad and they were, it was all incremental. You know, some people were going to come anyway. Those didn't get included in, in the, these numbers. These were incremental trips and there's like 864,000 incremental trips from those markets because they saw our, our, our marketing, um, our ads about Indiana. And so, um, you know, coming up with a, another $109 million in visitor spend creating about 12 million in taxes, we ended up getting a six to one return. And I think that information, sharing that with the legislators, as well as what others were spending around us. Remember, we had a 4.7 million. Others were spending 35 million, 40 million, 45 million, 109 million in, in Illinois, what our neighboring states were doing. And so I think that was new information to the legislature as well. Um, and the third factor, I think, is that we also had Longwoods do what they call the halo effect. What kind of perception change did we get when, when people came to visit Indiana? So basically, they, they did surveys, and they, they, they talked to people in those three markets who, if you hadn't seen, the, our, hadn't seen our marketing, didn't come to Indiana, you were in this group. You were the unaware group. If you saw our marketing and it did cause you to come to Indiana, you were in the aware group. And so they asked them various questions and things like, uh, Indiana is a great, a good place to live. Well, the unaware group was something like 18, 19% said, I strongly agree, it's a great place to live. Not strongly and strong, not not agree and strongly agree, just strongly agree. They asked the aware group the same question and they came back at 40% strongly agree. So the change in perception of Indiana as a good place to live between those two groups is huge. And that's what moves the needle for us. Because if we can't get people to think of Indiana in a very positive light, a good place to live, and they asked them good place to start a business, good place to start a career, and both of those jumped tremendously as well. If we can't get people to think positively in that way about Indiana, they're not gonna come. So we gotta get them to visit so that they then realize what all Indiana has to offer and that they would think about taking that job or moving here or even retiring here was a question that that jumped tremendously. So getting people to visit, telling our story is key to attracting talent and to retaining our graduates. So uh, we learned a lot from that. It's great to hear you talk about all, the th all those things. If you, you know, believe the experts, quote unquote, that the Midwest is going to see a rebirth in terms of population growth and things like that. Uh, I think we've got to be out in front and on top of the issues you just explained to, to our right. listeners. Right. I appreciate that. Uh, Elaine, any other programs or things of interest going on at the department you want to bring up? Absolutely. I mean, I think one of our, um, our targets is to help municipalities tell their story and to attract talent. So this last year with, with the new budget, We've done some things. We did some pilot programs for quality of life. 
So we actually piloted with five different municipalities around the state and they put in 50,000, we put in 50,000 and we sort of do the work. We create you know, the video, we create the digital marketing campaign and we kind of get it out there for, for uh, those municipalities. And it seemed to be going really well. We're still measuring the results, but the whole idea was talk about, hey, come here and check us out. You know, look at us, think about us. Uh, look what all we had to offer as a place for you to, to live uh, and work. And so um, we're going to be doing more of those this next year as well. So we're looking at uh, other municipalities that would like to kind of come in with that. In addition, we're creating a whole toolkit that municipalities can use on their own. We're doing what we call donut videos. So we've divided the state into 11 different regions and we're creating a donut video for each region. And what a donut video is, we have video at the front and the back about you know, all of the wonderful assets in that region and all the things to do, that type of thing. And there's a hole in the middle for either the municipality or even an individual company to drop their own video. And it might be to, for a company to help them recruit um, employees. It could be for, a, again, a city just talking about what you know, we have to offer here as a city. And so um, that's something that everybody can use. Every tool that we've created is free for everyone to use. Um, and that's important, I think, for people to understand. I mean, we're using, in essence, taxpayer money to create some of these things. So everybody should have the opportunity to use it. And the more people that use it, the better. Uh, because I do know that it's hard and it's costly to create some of these things. Uh, but if we can do it and everybody can use it, that's exactly what we want to do. Um, we also did a summer intern program uh, last year on a pilot program up in Fort Wayne, where we, again, um, worked with the city of Fort Wayne, the chamber, and uh, leadership Fort Wayne. And we uh, worked with all of the companies in the area that had interns and offered them the opportunity for the intern to sign up for this experience program. And we had like 220 interns sign up. Then every week there was an event for about eight or nine weeks at somewhere kind of fun in the, in the Fort Wayne area. So it might've been a tin caps game or the zoo or a brewery. And we had about 50 individuals, 50 interns uh, come and experience. And the opportunity was twofold. First of all, they kind of met other interns in the area. So they were creating their own little social network. And the second thing is they had an opportunity to see what Fort Wayne had to offer. And uh, if you were living there, looking for things to do and, and experience and how the community was open and accepting to people to get engaged and involved. And so again, doing a survey on the front end, doing a survey on the back end, a big increase when the question is, would, are you willing, would you be taking a job in Indiana or would you be taking a job in Fort Wayne uh, are you open to taking jobs? And again, the numbers change dramatically beginning and to end. And we have one great testimonial. It was an individual who had done his second internship um, at the same company. He was from a historically black college outside of the state of Indiana somewhere. He came to Indiana and he said the first time he did his internship here, you know, he went to the movies, he did groceries, but that was about it. He said, but the second internship, having had this experience, he was willing to accept the job that they offered him from his company. He said, you know, last time I probably would not have taken it. This time I know I will, and I plan on working here. And he was a December graduate, so he should be in his new job in Fort Wayne right now and hopefully getting engaged with the city as well. So 
it told us that things are working. So we're looking for other opportunities around the state where we'll pilot it again. Uh, Fort Wayne's gonna do it on their own next year. They thought it was so successful that they, they wanna do it again. And it's a great opportunity for interns to understand what it would be like to live in that community and enjoy it and kind of make connections with a lot of other people, not only their own um, peer group of other interns, but also some of the, the leadership of, of Fort Wayne. So um, we hope to have that do it, have to do that again. And yeah, that's kind of how we're spending some of the new dollars is to help um, municipalities you know, get their word out there and, and be able to do, um, uh, attract talent uh, and more residents to the area. Thanks, Elaine, for joining the AIM Hometown Innovations podcast and talking about all the fantastic things happening at the Indiana uh, Destination Development Organization. Certainly appreciate that very much. Um, anything else that you want to add to the listeners before we head out? Absolutely. We want to... Um, collaborate with every every one of your members and trying to help them do what they're what accomplish what they'd like to do in their areas as, as far as visitor attraction and telling their stories. So I would encourage people to just kind of reach out to me directly and we'll we'll connect with them on whatever level and, and whatever their interest might be to do things. But use us as a resource. We're the Indiana Destination Development Corporation and we want to be a resource to all of your members. Um, so you know you can reach me at EL B-E-D-E-L, so E-L Beadle at IDDC.IN.COM or my cell phone, 317-476-0532. And I truly welcome every call and every email that I might get. Thanks again, Elaine. Appreciate you joining the podcast and we will talk to you soon. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs>